Hey, Fight Right Warriors. Happy Saturday. It's such a silent day here, and I hope that my voice isn't gonna be louder and louder. I walked on my Medipevi and just listened to the birds chirping when I was coming out of my little meditation round. And now I have my coffee in my hand, and I just want to talk to you about why is it so hard to be happy? As in, why is it so hard, right? And when it comes to bodies and doing what you wanna do and be yourself, I remember when I started and competing and preparing for the first time. Like if you, let's go through here. I got started, I saw Arnold, right? I saw that, I want the strong body. And I realized I have the body and I have a brain. So I have everything I need to get it going. I'm gonna go to America, give it my all. I'm gonna be a fitness model to inspire the world to eat better and not be fat. That was my plan. <laughs> well, then, you know, uh, so then when I was competing the first time in Sweden, I put the same tan on my face as I did on my whole body because it was not in my world that you have to have a pretty looking face to compete in a body competition. Made no sense. It was not in my world. Before that moment, I wasn't aware that you're supposed to look a certain way to compete in the face. And growing up, I was never told that I was pretty and cute or I should just be cuter. There wasn't an emphasis on, on surface. It was all about artistry, music, and you bet we had those egos up our ass there too about, I remember it was, we had this kind of mentality of, we don't let people sing or do music who are not musically genetically gifted. Yeah, crazy, huh? That you're not allowed to sing if you can't sing in tunes. <laughs> I mean, if you're a musician, you know what I mean. But still, what kind of intolerance is that? I mean, to the greatest, the greatest art, I mean, music, there's nothing. I mean, it's life. So either way. I apologize if this is kind of just a regular stream of thought as usual, but I really want to kind of take you through this journey. So then, in order to come to America, my game was this. Okay, I'm going to become the best in Sweden. And then I'm going to become a pro. And when I'm professional, I'm going to somehow get to earn a green card so I can come to Guild's Gym, California, Venice, and train around the champions and live my life like Arnold. The way I will never forget what happened after I saw Arnold on the cover. Then I rented the VHS at the store and somehow I had a what is it, cassette player I don't know but I put it on and wow I mean you know what happened after that but that's the that's the level of one moment can completely change everything and one motion or one feeling and one vibe you just hooked so I knew I was gonna go Nothing was going to stop me. Alexa, stop. Oh, why do I do this all the time? I have to just shut her off. <laughs> there we go. That's how I do my... Uh, <laughs> if I don't like you, I just... 
plug you out. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, in order then to come to America, I had to be discovered. So that was in the early, early times of social media. And I was at this muscle mayhem. And somehow, Brian Moss, the famous photographer of all the legends, with the Animal Pack com- commercial, he saw me and contacted me and flew me into Manhattan. I've never been to New York before. And that was after the 9-11. So I, I saw it too, that my whole life dream just broke down in front of my eyes on that TV. I remember I was in the elderly home where I was working. That's also where I ate cookies all the time. And just seeing that, wow, everything just became, how am I going to be able to come to America now? Everything became even tougher for immigrants. I mean, it was before... There was no guarantee for me to come here. And that was also why I had to work so hard. And it was mind of a matter, really, about getting my, myself to here. So then in 2004, I flew over with Pavel to New York and had the photo shoot with Brian. We went out to Queens and there was this uh, dungeon gym. Uh, and we shot those famous pictures with me squatting in the dungeon. And that was when that photographer showed me how I could simply just tilt my face towards the light. And then he showed me and he showed what I could look like in the right kind of in the eye of the beholder, right? (laughs) When he saw it. And I was just blown away because I had never seen myself look pretty before. It was nothing that I was, you know, wanting because I was always... Well, I was the kind of seducer, I charmed, that, that's, that's the thing. I loved my charming because I was doing this game, you know, typically when you divorced, didn't have your father's love, you know, the crying game of that, yeah. Um, that was why I had the typical routine of seducing games, seduction, seduction. I want to see how much power do I have. It's a typical young women and girls, and I love doing that. And I just want to see how tough, how strong, what kind of man can I have. So I was really dangerous, Lolita. Trust me. I was really working it hard. And I must say, to all the men, respect. Because I have no clue at times how you can stay strong around women who are wild, wild, wild. And just play the game. So, so I wasn't interested in that. It wasn't for me... I just charmed and seduced men because I had my wit, my personality, my way of, you know, the, yeah, the charm. So looks were never something that I really had in high value. It wasn't something that was part of my upbringing. But then I came into fitness modeling and then Brian Moss showed me how I could look. And then that made me, ah, I can become famous because I saw the prettiness is what I need. Well, it wasn't like overt like that, but oh. Of course, because every woman wants to look beautiful. If you've never seen yourself beautiful, of course. So that was such a wow. I saw that I can be all this. Wow. And after the photo shoot, you bet I had a big cheat day. <laughs> I had been dieting for that photo shoot. And I couldn't even control myself. I was eating candy on the shoot, just knowing that I'm not going to puff up right away. So until then, I'm going to enjoy. That was the way. There was no concept in me believing that, I mean, you just get in shape. And then after that, you have the post-shoot refeed and an eating day, we say in Sweden. That's just the way it is. 
and and there was no other concept past that and to that day i hadn't been suffering enough about the consequence because that was early so you know it just usually gets worse and worse the longer you keep going with those tsunami waves and ups and downs but i was determined and driven and i had a motivation to come to america so i you bet i could put myself to one rebound to another to another those were the early early years before bodybuilding i was worse i was starving myself and then couldn't keep it together and then here we go eat everything inside before that i was starving myself completely that was easier so it was like the stepping stones right but then i came into fitness realizing i have to learn to eat that was tougher than to not to eat so then that became the battle and then thinking that oh i understand how to eat you should eat clean and just remember what to eat that's how you stay lean and then realizing it doesn't matter what i know because i'm not doing it and then that's the fight from my epiphany of fighter that 2007 i well i started 1999 february 20 1999 almost now 25 years anniversary in a few days and then it took me uh until 2007 on american soil so america fighter that is american born brainchild it was 2007 so that means seven whole years on my own meditation can just get through this process and then from 2007 got my epiphany of ah then it took me about seven years before i got my level to where i wanted which shows you that knowing is not the same as knowing how to do it when the time is to do it it also shows that you can sit and plan and knowing exactly what you're not going to do it and never realizing that you see how a lot of people can keep on seeking and seeking and searching and never find it because it will never be there it's just like what you're looking for what is the what is the start of the universe right it's the same thing there how long are we going to keep on that without living in the moment being happy with what is because i mean that is the forever chase and in dieting and lean there is no chase of how to solve this because there is nothing to solve people just have to want to do what i have the solution for and yeah it's fire that for me i don't know anything else that works because it's not about knowing nutrition you see isn't it funny how like everyone loses the point and i feel like i don't know how to talk to you people because i i realize you just want to have the problem just like everything else you want to bicker and debate so you can ponder because as long as you hold on to things aren't exactly the way it's optimal you don't have to be happy yeah you're off the hook there right always looking for something else always make maybe something else so you can always distract yourself from right now so you can have a reason to worry or have agony mm, that's a life to live but that's the life we want to tell everyone else to live accordingly because you're not allowed to be yourself to be happy because that is something that is really hard to do it's a full-time job commitment if you wonder about life goals what fitness goals you bet what i want you to have make your best self marriage with yourself your commitment and don't you ever divorce don't you ever fail this marriage that is yours with yourself all other marriages you got my friends are not anything failure in my mind it doesn't matter what i think anybody but i want you to know if you need a friend you bet there's nothing in you that is failure if you leave what you didn't want that isn't making you happy that is poisoning you you bet there is just success in doing that and if the world tells you otherwise 
Screw the rest. You with me on my side. I got you. So then, during my career competing, it was then to be professional. And that's then when I realized that in order to be a fitness model, you have to do what fitness models do. So you have to be portrayed the way women are portrayed. And that point in time, it was when women were just like, looked like Playboy models. And in high heels and lingerie all the time. And, and it was always about, in order to have muscles or be strong, you have to always compensate to look cute and sexy, to not intimate, in, intimidate people. Yes, that was what I was told. I intimidate women to be strong and that's not good. Okay. So that's when it started then to always relax your muscles. Don't show your muscles what you've been building so hard. Take the power away for the woman. Just relax. You're not even flexing in a competition that is based on flexing because you're a woman. Because now it's the trend to not have muscle. You hear me? Yeah. So since I wanted to play the game and I wanted to have the time in the arena, I kept on that, of course. So I just tried to do it my way. I turned down the shoots that I didn't want to do. I didn't go topless when I was offered an on stage, no, on set, and there was nobody holding my back. Paula was sleeping in a corner. I have never felt so, you know, at like if I'm not doing this, I'm going to risk my whole life happiness. Having that risk... Thank God I had a shitty titties that would not have it in them to be on a cover of a magazine. Thank God for that. Because that saved me from doing what I have re- would have regretted my whole life. Because my body is not for the world to debate or say or have. or um, It's not a body prostitute for the world's opinions. And that's what I really want you to know. That you have your body for you. It's not about this... Nobody can talk to my body. Nobody can say this. I am me, you know, because it's all about working on yourself the way you are the best way. For me, I love working on myself to be my best. But that also means that I cannot listen or entertain people's comments and critics. My policy is there is nothing you can say about my body because you just don't have an, something to say. It's not your right to say. And there's no reason to add an opinion for no reason. And that's something and you bet I practice in my mind for myself too. Why do I have to judge or practice? And judge is just make a label, categorize it, box it up. Like, why do I have to do it? So I love to play those games with myself when my stereotypical judgment mind based on cultural upbringing and conditioning that I, I, I catch it. I'm like, wait, what do I want for that? And then how would I feel if it was me? And so on. I love that game. Such a good thing. Makes life much, much more better until you talk to people who don't want to play that game, who just want to be small-minded. You bet. They are in my majority, but in my community, we are all for growing because we're not doing it because we think we have to. We do it because we want to be happy and we love growing. Because you know what I feel? Like this. In my community, with my fellow warriors, it's like this. You have your kid in you, the the complicated one, the creative one, the fighting one, the fun one, but it's also the one who gets us in trouble. 
it's a little kid and then we have the master the master is the one we that do what we want to do the perfect little the, the perfect higher self that knows everything we should do but it's also not the fun one right like it's not the one who plays uh, plays games and seduces your man it's not i mean it's the one that i got all my macros together and i don't have a life but i'm perfect i'm just kidding it's the higher self the one that isn't little in the human fighting about comparison judgment hatred and, and pride and the one who wants to just be at peace because you know there's nothing to fight about because the build and burn of life is the way it is there's nothing to improve it's just the way it is be happy what is and then keep on be happy while also knowing that you have to keep on focus on what makes you happy and not focusing on what the world is focusing on what are your friends and your culture with the news everything tries to motivate you to forget about your life what you have is passion in your heart forget about it that's what the world tells you and if you don't wake up you're gonna go for it you're gonna keep on focusing what the world tells you hey screw your life right now just be another you know you soon down here anyway so just let us use you now forget about happiness just fit in fit in and that's the nightmare Because fitting in means you have to think, what do I want more? Do I want to be happy for myself? Or do I want to just be complimented and be told I'm good enough because I can't tell myself. So I have to always meet other people's expectations. And I cannot be strong enough for myself because I don't know how to stand up for myself. That is what it comes down to then when you're realizing that the pressure of wanting to be it if you think about it women who want to fit in to to do what the society tells you is what is warranting you you know that this is gonna make you successful it's how you look it's how you don't have an opinion it's how you're always easy to handle how you're sympathetic how you always you know got it all together how you always perfect that is kind of the ambition and expectation that's how to be and definitely not have an issue that you should just be happy eating nothing and look cute. Because that is how important it is to just be fitting in with society, to eat what is society that you can't ever be satisfied. But hey, that's what is served. And if you eat healthy, well, there's no ventilation in the room, so you can even not even pop a fart, right? That's how you have to walk on eggshells in regular lives of people. It's poisonous down to your soul to choose to show up for people to do and be for what them they want you to be because they do not even realize that by doing that you are hating yourself to death that you are just gonna destroy on your inside you're gonna break down and then what are you for them but they are selfish and they're not even aware. So think about this. Have compassion for people not knowing how low, low and small-minded they are. That they try with all their ways to grip you, to, to stop you because they're terrified. And they just trying to somehow like walk around, find something that you can kind of, you know, focus on. Make that person frustrated 
So you can escape doing your own self-work. That's what it comes down to. It's always easier to project onto others what you think they should do that you don't want to do. It's always easier to judge and tell other people what to do. But if you ask them, if you dare to actually stand up for yourself, you're going to go through all the typical family, uh, culture, uh, work area, education area, anywhere where you have people around, gym places, Anywhere, you're going to notice that if you got it in you to stand up and just ask when they say, oh, what is that going to do for you? You don't have, you're you're never going to get fit anyway, so why do you care? That is not going to work. Or they shame you for the food you eat because, of course, you can't eat like that. Of course, you're fat. Or how they just shame you, whatever, because ignorance is so big and they have no ambition to get bigger or better. No, they're not even aware that you can because in their mind, they're perfect. Because they unfortunately heard the memo wrong. You're not perfect when you are like an idiot to other people. But hey, you're the only one that matters, right? So, the whole self-relationship then is that you're going to be slaving to people's opinions. And here's what you need to know. That if you eat for people, for instance, you're going to have that in yourself. The guilt and the conscience that you go back on yourself. You're going to feel like... Why do I do this? Why do I do it? And then it's going to be the guilt against yourself. And that's the worst thing. Because it's not really like you want to get into this. But it's so hard. And you don't have, you don't have the courage, the bravery to stand up. Because if you did, it would be like this. When they start shaming you like this. Oh, um, you know, I, oh, I made all this food, you know. And I feel so, you don't want it? But I made all this for you. Typical in-laws and parents and uh, sisters and everything. That's when you just have to know that if you were to eat for other people, look what happens. Everyone is obese. So you can then either make a lie. I have used those uh, a lot like this. Oh, I'm going to have colonoscopy on Monday. So I'm doctor's orders for two days. I have to have liquid only. There you go. What are they going to do? Go against the doctor's order? You gotta be work that thing up until you're strong enough to say the truth. So then, if it comes to truth, you can be really. If you really want to slap them back to reality, when they shame your body like a typical thing that for me, um, that my something like my eyebrows were too thick, and then I looked at what are we comparing to? That's what I went back. The dude shows me his ex has all thin, thin, thin eyebrows, and mine are bushy. You know what happened after that? I stopped trimming them all together. I thought, let's bush them up. Zoan, right? <laughs> bushy, bushy. Uh, I don't know if someone has it, but now I'm thinking about the Borat. Yeah. So that's, you don't tell me that. That pissed me off that a man is going to tell me what is wrong with my body, a pair of eyebrows. So if you have a person in your life then who says, oh, you're not going to, you know, You're just going to go on another diet. You are not going to work this one anyway. Now think about this. Prove to them how wrong they are about you. So use it. Instead of getting discouraged, show those motherfuckers, sorry, that they have got nothing about you. They don't know who you are. But in order to do that, you have to be your own best friend. Because otherwise you won't have it in you. You will not believe it. Because here's the thing. It's so easy to say how to be when it's hard. And all my clients come back and say, I know, Pauline, 
I know what to do. I know I read it. And then I just want to say it to all my clients. I know, I know, I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. There's no part of me at all who don't think you haven't tried to read it good enough until you like, Ugh. but it's not that. It's not the problem. The problem is that when the moment comes, when you're realizing the tough time is, when you're going to use your rational mind and your reasoning, you're not going to want to reason because there are other motivations right away. You're going to notice that. You're going to notice that justification of, hey, this would be it, for instance. Uh, let me bring one of my last one. Nicotine. So, for instance, what do you do if, uh, ooh, it's the drug. Let's say your favorite potato chips or your cigarettes. They call your name and today you have a weak moment and there's nothing. You notice how it starts like, ooh, this kind of marketing campaign in your mind about the good times where you was just you and this bliss food or drug or whatever. And you kind of play that out and it would be so nice to just have it one more time and it's weekend, just one weekend. And if you fall for that, you're going to go both straight back to have that addiction stronger again. But hey, that's the way you can feel really good in the moment because your mind knows how to tell you to sweet talk you so you forget. Yeah, I just want to feel good today. Uh, forget about it. I mean, the body ideals and the goals. That's when you kind of, you know, self-promote the other way. That's when I could say, who cares about being lean? Yeah, who, there's much better to just eat. That's until I feel fat. Then I don't talk like that anymore. So don't listen to your bullshit talk in the moments when you want to change your plan. That's the wrong kind of voice. So the real toughness of wanting to be tough becomes the moment when you don't want to. So now we know that. And that becomes the big shock for people. When they realize, oh man, I am the one. It's not my people. Because I have to just say, hey, this is too important for me. I know you want me to eat like you, but I don't want to gain fat and I have a plan. So this is what I love to do. What do you have that is passionate? Like you got to have that kind of political stand, have a debate, because otherwise you're not going to win. And the way to win over people can really be about the rebuttal. Tell them the way they don't have anything else to say, but you got to be really witty to kind of cut them off like that. And if you don't want to spend time doing that, you have to then learn that you got your tribe and you got the people who get it. Forget the rest. Don't listen. Put big blocks on your ears before you meet mentally. So my body is for me and I want to be comfortable. The body ideals then when it came to being pretty that now it was all the emphasis on Hair, makeup, bling, bling, face. And I love beauty and I love feeling beautiful, but it's not what makes me happy. And it's never going to be what made me more happy. And knowing that there would be nothing in me that make me more happy if I was prettier or looking better for me personally. It's so good to know because I know myself. I know what makes me happy and I don't need to look pretty for other people to be happy. So just think about that now. Now I want to add another thing here that for me to feel pretty and happy for myself, I have to date myself. I have to keep my self-relationship like I am the most important person in my life, which I am. 
So every day for me, it's like, how can I entertain? How can I charm? How can I make myself proud? How can I make the best day for myself to have it? So because I treat my marriage the way you do with your significant others. Unfortunately, you can't control your significant others or don't know and you shouldn't want to, but it would be more convenient, right? If you had an assistant, you could just control them to do what you want. Yeah? So why don't you start with yourself first? So when you then have a marriage and you have a relationship and you're with someone or whatever, you're going to be on that critic always have an opinion. Me too. That's why I have no interest in having an extra person to domesticate a man because... If you have a problem now with cravings and you think about how am I ever going to be satisfied because I always get a new impulse, there's always a new uh, temptation. If I go on vacation, there's new things, novel foods that I've never felt that I had before. Now I want to enjoy the culture. So now it's like I have to eat all this here because I've never been here. That's the propaganda of travel industry, which I say... I know we have immigrants everywhere and I have never tasted a difference between real done food made by someone ethnically coming from that place versus in that area unless the ingredients were harvested there and you know the soil. But you know what I know? People are so good at talking about how you taste it feels so good in Italy but it doesn't taste anything in America. Well, that's because you're comparing apples to bananas. Now I think about checking out the pavilions. Where you're banana <laughs> and then the other thing today i heard it by the the trash can it's like it's not i heard it by the grapevine it's not you heard it by the water cooler now it's i heard it by the trash the trash can either way i know i thought it was so funny maybe it was just my mind entertaining me so back to the marriage here now um so the whole thing with having this relationship and to keep it fun and exciting is that when you really know like just think about your partner, how you are going on dates and you, you, know, you are having temptations. And if you now want to have a commitment to your partner, it's important for you to remember that if you don't stay loyal and you don't have, let's say, I just assume now that you're going to have a commitment that is monologue and mono, uh, what do you say? When you just, you're not sleeping around, you are mono, I forgot. Oh, well, you get it. You're not sleeping around. You have an exclusive relationship. Monogamous, yes. So you have that standard set up. And now it's about you to stay loyal. So you are choosing to live a way you're not naturally designed. So you are choosing to be on a diet until you die because that is marriage. You are to just be tempted by this person you sign up for. So what is the difference within that and your self-relationship with nutrition taking care of yourself? It's no different, except for yours is more important here because you have full control of what you want to do in your life. But you don't have control over your other person or your significant other. Now, imagine then that for me, the reason why I love being a loner is I have myself as my one true love that said that provides everything I need. And it's such a weird concept for people to understand who have never been that for themselves, that they don't know how to tell yourself everything nobody could tell you, to compliment yourself, to really assure you, to actually tell all those things to yourself, to your mind, to 
to comfort you that has never been given you, never been told, a script you wish was, you have given it to so many people pretty much. This is a script, read it to me, so you can hear it. But it's never been the way you want because you can never feel it. Doesn't matter how much they say, how pretty, how wonderful, how sexy you are, you cannot listen because you don't believe in it. And you don't even think that it's in your interest to hold on to that, that it's okay. You don't want to accept that you are attractive. You don't, you don't believe it. You feel embarrassed. You feel like, oh no, no, no. You cannot accept, you cannot say thank you because then it feels almost like, well, I know I should be better. Like you cannot allow yourself to, to enjoy being who you are, to say, yeah, I'm confident. I love who I am. I love what I'm about. I, I'm proud of myself. I, I'm a great person. I love hanging out with myself. Because only loners can be like that because people in general just don't like their own company. That's why they feel the need to be someone else or be around other people or to hopefully fit in or to whatever you do, just make sure you have told you pretty and you fit in that you are someone we can applaud, that you just want that appreciation. You are dying and thirsty for that and you can never have enough. And that's the satisfaction you can never have if you're looking for it in other people to tell you to deliver it to you because any moment they don't think you all that what are they gonna do they're not gonna give you what makes you happy any moment you're not fitting in anymore or you're doing your own thing or you are working on yourself or you are focusing on yourself you're not following what they want to do you have your own agenda they're gonna take away what makes you happy so they take, they take away your treat of getting the feelings of I'm appreciated, that you feel so happy, like a puppy, like, oh, you know, a puppy is so happy in love. That's you with the compliments you want. And the, oh, you get such a high, you feel amazing until they take it away again. So you're always kind of a marionette puppeteer because if you're good behaving, you get applause. If you're not, you're going to be shamed, ostracized. But if you are not a loner, and you're not strong enough for yourself, and you are a social person, you see how easy it is to kind of give up on yourself? Exactly. That's why I'm so thankful that I know that for me, as long as I stay focused and be happy and not, you know, I rem- when I look back in my journey and my adventures and all the love stories, all the mad in love, when you get mad in love with a romantic object and you're young, of course I want to play with that because I had a drive. I love it. That's the whole fun. But it's also fun with being that love that is the permanent love, forever love, the marriage love. It's a whole other wing. And you who don't think I understand that, who say, well, Pauline, you're not married. You don't understand this long life marriage, the, the friendship, the partnership, the story, the history and the comfort. You bet. But I'm that for myself. So mine cannot be taken away. Mine cannot be broken out or, or be destroyed by someone else. And it's not based on me fitting in. Because all that is my fort and temple until I die. And, and after that, I don't know, but I, you know, it's like, until then I need a body. And my body for me, not for anyone else to say that your body needs to do this or be that. In order to be what the world tells me it is for me to be. And one thing I'm not willing to be for the world is to show that I can do everything other women can in order to be marketable. 
Like I have nothing in me that is gonna again do. I can look feminine. I can have a family. I can go out and eat. I can have high heels. I can be a mess and I can clean up. I can have the whole house together. I can have five thousand kids. I have two cars and I have all the diamonds. And hey, look at me. I'm traveling all over the world and I'm also busy, busy, busy. So I can never listen to my heart, realizing I'm just doing all this to look like I'm successful, but I feel dead inside. But that's the way most women choose. If you're not a loner. And I'm a loner who loved my man and I love men and I have absolutely just a love, love, love. So I sit with no, no grudges at all. But I know what I'm focused on. And can you imagine my track record of people are what won't make me be happy. I won't let me be myself so I cannot be happy. I walk away because I do not accept to stay in something that isn't allowing me to be who I am. That's the level I'm just not going to do it because I choose myself over anyone else. That's the selfishness I am. I cannot be anything good for anyone if I allow myself to be less priority than number one and everyone has to be like that and it's the way to be because everyone has to work on their self to be good for other people to be able to handle all these insecurities around the world that most people are going to have their whole life and have no interest in even be aware of because remember how people are it's easier to just know how you are and forget about it be ignorant and arrogant and keep that up right But that's the low, that's the basic people. Those are not the high achievers. But there's a lot of people who look like they are high level because you see the success, you see the money, you see the fame. It's not at all anything that says about what they are like in their mind. So don't get it wrong. Just because if you were famous, successful, had what they have, it wouldn't make you any happier or better at all would probably just make it harder because you would be able to keep on buying and buying things so you can keep on chasing and see okay what I'm gonna distract myself away now to keep myself a little entertained and when that doesn't work anymore what I'm gonna do next and that's why I don't want a relationship with another person as in a love romantic relationship because it would mean I wouldn't have 100% time to work for myself on myself for myself it would be kind of 50% of my life adventure based on another person i'm not willing to risk that or have that i have less interest in growing with another i want to grow for myself i'm not growing to have kids have family so for me it's not about my continuation in my genetics i'm only about my work and my work is in my clients in my passion you listen to me here if i die now you have this so this is what i have that is important to me to have my free voice without any censor that is not committed to anything that is a conflict of interest except for my passion my heart my care for all you warriors who are with me and that's why i love to not have a supplement line anymore for the reason to not be part of that to not keep on promoting things that aren't at all what i feel is of value to buy like why have supplements that mechanism of action doesn't make sense if you compare it to what makes more sense but people just want to say it because once someone says oh i look good i take this supplement and now everyone else is a copy and just goes for it and i cannot live looking like 
I'm part of that. Because I don't do this to have an income and thinking, hey, that's the way it is. I'm just going to profit off it because I don't want to be like a prey or like a, you know, that is not the way I can. I want to live my life. It would be such a shitty low level of typical diet culture or marketing, whatever can make money off people's insecurities. I don't want to be part of that. So when you have temptations in life, in your marriage, and let's say you have your marriage with your significant, I have mine with my own. Think like this then. I know that if I were in a commitment, with a, if I were married like you with a man or a wife, I, well, I'm straight, so I, I cannot really think like that, but <laughs> men, okay, men. Men make me uh, smile here. So... If I were to commit one, it would mean knowing myself that it will always be a new temptation. There would always be a new man. How would I be able to commit to one man when I haven't met them all? There are like four billions of men. How would I know there wouldn't be one who would be better, more perfect, more fitter, but more precise, my soulmate? You know, how would I know that? And when the typical relationship, the marriage would be less of fun, adventure, it would be kind of the lower... You know, it's not the it's not the harvest time. It's the kind of winter time of marriage, and you're waiting for spring, and it never happens. Maybe, and then all of a sudden, a new spark of you know, uh, when springtime comes, and you just get mad in love. There's an infatuation, and all of a sudden, there's this beautiful, gorgeous man you never met. And how would I then not go for that? Which means knowing there would always be something that tempted my mind, I would need to think like this. I know it's not going to last because there's going to be one new temptation. There will be another man after another man. And every man is going to tell me a new compliment and I'm going to believe it. And then I'm going to realize it wasn't more than that. It was all imagination. The sex wasn't how it was in my mind. The orgasms wasn't made. I had to make it myself. Uh, you know, it's all about that mind of, oh, you have this dream and it's kind of blur, but you have that dance. And that's the same as the junk or the food or the drugs that you keep on going back. So knowing that, I just remind myself what is more important. That, yeah, I know I'm tempted and I want this and it's in my instinct to go for it. But if I do, I'm going to sacrifice and I'm going to live with the guilt knowing what the way I am when nobody pays attention. And I cannot live with that fear of what if someone finds out. Now, when you live with yourself, I would live with that knowing all the time. And if I didn't know in denied, I would have the result in the body because I'm not living the life I have in my mind that I want to be. My ideal me is not living. That's why the body shows. This whole thing of obsessed thing, uh, the obsession about looks and pretty that you always have to be gorgeous is so annoying to me. Because I didn't come up with that. I had to be that in fitness modeling. And then I became the typical contrarian, right, in the industry. That I got more and more pissed on how everyone complimented me for I look great. It was always when I looked like, hey, come and have sex with me. Because all I care about is looking cute and sexy. And I'm still a cute little girl, you know. Always with pigtails. Come on. I hated that. I hated that every time... It was about sexy for a man. And I was around at the time when it was just to accept that men slap you on the butt. That's the way it is. Yeah. 
And I didn't have it. So I remember one time at the Gold's Gym, that was one of the trainers slapping me on the butt. And I just said, what the heck are you doing? That became a thing then. That almost like I was... He didn't talk to me for like two years. And I just thought that's a pervert. All the times... Of all the years of me fighting for my way of being a feminist and standing up for myself and do not do this to fit in. I'm not gonna go and go a date with an executive of a big TV station in order to have a Hollywood movie. I'm so happy that I, that was never what I really wanted to do. It was just a way to kind of get attention with fitness model and then you know I wanted to do the biggest loser show because I came from you have to be on TV you have to be on TV and then it wasn't about being on TV anymore it became social media you have to be on social media you have to be on social media and then it became about you know so you see the development in life you go with the flow you keep on and you gotta know that goals and ideas and dreams you gotta Let go of what you dreamed and wanted in your youth when it's not serving you anymore. Because you weren't aware of what makes you happy. You were competing the way everyone else, like me, you know, chasing. It was fun. And and, and all this I'm talking about. I, I love my life and all the adventure. I wouldn't talk about it because I'm not living the past. But I have to tell you the stories you see that I wasn't just here deciding, oh, I want to be lean. Okay, now I know. Okay, here. Because it's not like that. And everyone is so kind of dumbfounded thinking, why don't I do this when I know what to do? And then that's when people just feel shamed and, and embarrassed that you should know better. And that's when I just want to know, I want you to know that it's not about that. And I understand you and I get it and I love you. And just, you know, I'm with you. I get it. That's why I have a fighter that you have to fight for it. You have to truly, truly fight for it in a whole way that nobody even... Nobody who's talking diet, fat loss, bodies, they're not even talking what we talk about because my level of the fire at Nirvana and the mindset of the bliss is a whole other game. It's level or level or level of insights and self-growth and self-wanting to be your best. And it's not going to come with the epiphanies to you unless you want to. So the harder you work for that, the more it comes. But you got to have the fight in you, the passion. And most people just quit on it because it's just too hard to stand up for yourself, to be yourself, happiness, because you don't believe that you can and you don't know what it feels like to be happy unless it's something that feels like it's a compliment, you're happy, until you realize, what will you say when you're not cute and smiling pretty anymore? And they said, you look so pretty, I love you. And now you feel, I'm not pretty old, I'm not pretty young anymore, and that compliment doesn't apply. That means the love isn't there anymore. That's the way you live when you are conditioned to want to be happy based on what people think about you. So all these temptations then, so that's how I see it, that no man would ever satisfy me because I would want to have another and another and another just like your treats. That I know, I remember my early career that I felt so stressed thinking that every time I go on a diet there's a new chocolate bar coming out and I have to have it. I felt like the whole world is at me because I wanted to see it. Like there's signs that I cannot do it because every time I start, the world is against me. Because I wanted it to be like that. I wanted an excuse. It was like victim mentality. Stupid. And that's growth to see through it. Who the heck do I think I am that it's all like the whole world is at me? That shows a big ego. Oh, oh, I've had so much to take apart, take away and I have much more to go. Which means I have my whole life to do it. 
Oh, I need more time, right? The whole thing is to be happy that it's never going to be finished. When you get to that level, you're going to see why I say, why do you want to rush away? Why don't you want to be a friend with me? I'm your best, fittest friend in the whole world because I'm not going to quit. And I love what I do and I love to make you happy and not complain about it. So knowing now about the temptation, just think about that now in your marriage, how you love your spouse. You can apply that into your temptation. Just know there would be another temptation. There would be another excuse. There would be another reason why you shouldn't do this today. But it will never build up to what you want in the end. And if you don't learn, it's like you will always have one date with one person after another after another. And it was fun in the moment, but then you got all the STDs and all the sadness. And they stabbed you and they broke your heart over and over. And you never realized. And then you had all the depression the sadness and crying. So every year and every day of your life would be sadness. Because you wouldn't be interested enough to love yourself because it wasn't enough about how you feel. So you let everyone else in your life treat you the way you whatever. Because you don't believe that you are worthy and you're not interesting enough to love. You don't even think it's interesting for me to listen to you. That's why I know a lot of people are scared of even saying, when I ask, how, what can I do for you? Like, how can I make you happy? It's like you don't even know what to say because you don't know what makes you happy. While I know exactly the list and it's like thousands of reasons. Or ways. I commit to myself only and my work, all you guys, because you are my love, what I do, why I'm here doing my coaching. If I didn't have you, I would be quiet, living my life with fire right and be happy. Eat, train, sleep, repeat, meditate, that's it. I would have such an easy, happy life 24-7 because it's when I when I observe people and talking about things that I feel is, has never changed, it's just the way it is, and why do we have to make it a problem when we could just be acceptable and happy together and work the best? If we can do that together, understanding that if we brought our minds into communities, like these are horses, we're going to work our workhorses, and the, and the bodies would be our lessons, like this is my toolbox, and the minds wouldn't be judging others like, oh, I know you have a Shetland pony. I got a thoroughbred horse. Yeah. Oh, you have that dog. <laughs> I have this sheltered stray dog. You know, like if we took away our need to be valued and measured up in ideals, in appearance and looks and just get rid of that, knowing that everyone has their own body. Everyone has their own fitness body or not. Everyone has a body and that's it. And it's not about... We, we are over it. It's like, can we just quit having interest to debate about what body looks this and that? Like, I'm, I don't have an interest. Because for me, I care about healthy, happy, strong body. I love my bodybuilding. I love my body. I love to show my body. And I love everyone else to do the same without comparing. Because if you live your life in fitness, comparing yourself to fitness body then your body's never gonna be good enough for you. And then I want you to know that I would feel the same way if I didn't validate myself for myself. I would have the same feeling in my body that you feel with yours all my life. And then look at how you look at my body and look at what I'm ranked like in the world of bodies. Doesn't that say that it's not about the body at all? It's not about ideals. It's not about anything about artistry or looks or if I want to be this lean or this muscular or this strong or this fat or this shredded or this in shape or this flabby or I want to just 
you know, reduce my workout routine to just exercise for heart health or I just want to have a normal body. Like all these things, you just have to know that you have to give yourself. You can do whatever you want. There's nothing for you you have to do. Sometimes when you sit and hold on to body ideals to meet, it's because you have that judge. You don't even know who it is, but it's all from the life that you feel that you gotta do it or you're not gonna be good enough. And that's what I want you to know. Look at me and see how much in the world of others I would be a failure. I'm not married. I am not dressing up and making filtered everything in my, my, my photos so I look like I'm, you know, I never grow older. Uh, to always make sure that I have perfect, like I would spend my whole day like the fitness girls do, to get the right light, the right angle, to suck it all in, to manipulate it all, and then take the shot, and then go off the camera, right, and then have a cheat day after, because your diet is starving for five weeks, and now you have to have a shoot, and then start over. Diet culture, yo-yo dieting, and all that. If you can't stand up for yourself and your body, that you have your body, you have your routine, your body's beautiful as is. As you really have to know that about goals, that if you keep on having your whole life on a number, on a scale, or on a tape, or a measurement, or an achievement, you are going to keep on fighting for that, for almost like stubbornness. You're going to be like one of my love stories, that who was so upset with kind of thinking he was going to fight it out to have it his way, to get from the world what he wants. And it was just the wrong, air, wrong way to ask because it was entitlement. He felt he deserved it more than others. He felt it was better to show how other people are not right enough, but he is. And that was the biggest turnoff. That was one of the reasons why I took him out of my life because he just had that mentality. He thought I could save him. I was going to help him. And he took all what he could. And hey, I love him for it because it was such a great lesson for me to see I could really have it all. I thought I could have it all. Like, what is this problem? He, why doesn't he give what I want? Why can't he do what I want? Because I, again, wanted it to be my way and I cannot force people to love me the way I need to do because they are not even in it. They don't even know who I am because I don't know enough about what was important for me. I was trying to fit in. I was going out on the dates. I was dressing up to look amazing. I was doing what the world did and I wasn't aware that I was doing it and I didn't want to do it because I wasn't strong enough to know, hey, I don't have to have high heels to show off. I don't have to do it. I don't have to have an outfit to fit into this society where apparently if I'm going to go out and socialize, I have to have high heels. I have to have a dress. I have to look cute. I have to have my hair blow dried. I don't even have a blow dryer. I should, by the way, because those calluses, they're new in my 40s. <laughs> and I trust me, many times I've been late to my filming because I can't tame my mane. <laughs> That's the blessing in skies. If I get cancer, I got to shave off my hair. Well, I'm not going to have a hair problem anymore. So there you go. That's how I'm going to handle it when that, if that happens. Because I'm not going to be here in life just when it's happy and go lucky. I'm harder and stronger than that. I know. Like I've been training to stay happy and smiling, believe my own life mission in the time when nobody in the whole world did, when nobody was going to hold me, when nobody was going to guarantee me, when it was feeling like everyone's just trying to make me forget about it and never, ever believe myself. 
that's a mindset of mentality of Sweden, how I felt. Because Sweden is also very, very family-oriented, which means if you're a woman and you don't want children, you don't want to make those cute, everyone is blonde, five kids, happy midsummer, the beautiful Scandinavian dream life, you know, that nobody gets killed in Sweden, right? Because it's so romantic, it's nostalgic, it's like a dreamland. Yeah, no. Um, I would say that I would definitely be ostracized because I wouldn't, I didn't want to do that. I did not want that. That was my nightmare. And to listen to all women saying that you can't stop your biological clock anyway. You're going to have kids. Don't worry. You can try and try, but it's not going to happen. And everyone just expects because that's what happens. Women get pregnant and that's what happens. Well, I was like, that's not how it happens. I know how it happens. <laughs> so I made it a big fat mission to not have kids because I was not going to be like a typical woman who has no power of my mind. So I started really early with all those thoughts and questions. And in school, I was that big contrarian too. I was questioning everything. When I had to be Christianized when I was 15 or whatever, you take the baptism again or confirmation. I was forced to do that by my mother because she was too shamed for society because she was in church. Of course, her kid had to be. I was so mad that I had to be, I had to sign in my soul to say I believe in this and I didn't. So I had so many debates with a priest and I thought he was going to throw me out, but he just thought, oh, that was the best ever student. He still follows me on Facebook, by the way, because I really asked the right question. So he was like, oh, that she really gets it. But I was mad. I worked so hard to stand up for myself and fought for myself. I was mad at everyone for... I, what I didn't know, I felt all these things is unfair, that why do I have to be cute to be a woman, to be something? Why do I have to do this and fit in? So now, the reason I'm so happy being myself and knowing what I want and how I love to live my life is because in the end of the day, how I'm happy is what I care about, what I do, what I spend my life doing, for whom and how, and in the end, how I feel. It's all I really care about because I am my own person. And it's so important for me to protect that because if I don't keep myself happy and motivated and focused, what is, who, who is going to come to me? Who is going to rescue me? Exactly. There's nobody. Knowing this, you bet I fight for myself. And my body and my, the way I love to be comfortable, I don't want to be like a woman who thinks she needs to fit in to go to social events. So I don't want to be do what people do. I cannot. I couldn't. Go and go on a date with a man who is a normal man, who's been the typical man, uh, you know, who are all uh, designed to tell women that they look cute and pretty and high heels is sexy because they grew up with their moms in high heels, right? So they saw that and that becomes what they think is the epitome of women. So they have that ingrained. They are trained to say and want what a woman is supposed to be in the culture they're coming from. So you have that against you too. They are just gonna treat you and condition you the way they have conditioned you and treat you like a woman right now. And I don't want to be like that. That's why I would never have it in me to be an actress in Hollywood and go to the lengths of what they do to have a role. It's not worth it enough because I care more about my feelings over millions and fame. Because it's not gonna be worth it to suck a dick for that anyway. And say that with love, that women have to stand up to be happy and not judge each other and stop stabbing in the back to elevate each other. And that's what I'm about because 
I am not a threat to other women. I'm not here to compete with you. I am here as a supporter for your version of happiness. But for me, knowing that my personal relationship, that I stand up for myself, that I want to be comfortable, I'm not going to put my body in outfits or poses or areas or with people or letting my body be enjoyed by anyone else, then I make a call that this is what I want to do. And I'm going to make sure that I'm not holding on to any fear that makes me motivated to do it. I refuse to let myself be weak and surrender just to have an easy life. And you bet, it's then what people usually say, oh, that's easy to say. No, it's not. Because I know, I've walked through and had all my battles with people in in laws, in at home, with the same thing you got. I've been married. I've been in commitment relationships. I have been dating. I've been young. I've been, you know, with all the stuff you do. And with knowing that, it's utmost important to know that if you focus on yourself, knowing what is in your heart, to stand up for that and be proud to know that you matter, that you are you are too important to not wake up and say, why am I doing all this? Why do I think I'm going to be happy if I just get told I'm nice or pretty? Why do I feel that I have to go back on my own plan? Why can I not stand up for myself? Then just think about me and here you go with this. I'm a complete failure for a lot of people because I'm not married. I would be much more marketable if I did that. I would be so much more popular around women and men and have more time of being influential if I had the houses, the gardens, the kids and the pets and the the husband and the outfits and the diamonds and, and regularly show all the stuff that I'm buying and that I'm always on a yacht, that I have three homes and I'm always traveling the whole world, polluting everything so I make sure that, hey, I forgot about uh, you know anything about the world's matters but hey, it's just about me and I love to show off because that's what people want. I would be playing to low-level humanity who thinks that's to die for, which for me, that's the end of happiness because you're never going to be happy when you are wired to go for what will never last. When you keep on needing something else to keep you entertained, that's how you know you're not a lifestyler. For me, there is nothing I need to do except for keeping on entertaining myself as the same way you do in a marriage. So when you do life as in for yourself and you realize there's nothing you have to do if you're strong enough for yourself, that there's absolutely nothing you have to do. You can be like me. I'm a failure. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So I'm a failure there too. Uh, I'm car free by choice. I'm a failure for everyone who thinks that that's a bad thing. I'm a failure because I don't have a PhD. I don't have a degree. I have no degrees at all. But I can solve and I do solve problems of people that nobody else can do apparently. Because I have more passion and love and patience for people than the world does apparently. That I'm also a failure because I have completely open, uncensored talk here. That you means you can judge me completely. And I know that. And I allow you. And I still love you for it. I also know that I work on my tolerance and compassion. And I love people for I understand it. I understand it's so easy to just want to bicker about the same thing. And be a little vicious cycle of the same kind of rat race, right? And I don't want to be part of it. But I see it and I understand it. So... Think about all the ways that I stand out that makes me feel, that makes you feel that you could show to the world that, hey, she's not all that and she's happy. She couldn't be happier than she is and she does whatever she wants. She's not looking 
to the world and asking what should I dress like or say today to be popular? How many likes can I get if I twist my words a little bit? What can I do to hide myself so I can look better, so I can make sure I'm not myself, so I can be liked? Do you hear that's a problem? That you don't think there's something to like because if you yourself, which for me, I'm my biggest love. So that's what I want you to know. And a lot of people are not going to understand what I say because you're going to listen to, wow, she's so full of herself. And you completely lost the whole point. But hey, it takes a certain mind to understand another one. Like, like, likes. And I love my warriors. That's why I got your back. I want you to know that I do everything I can to keep you strong for yourself because I know you don't have it in you yet. But if there's something I'm going to do with... While you have me around, and I must say, a fitness coach is kind of slap in my face above what I do because a fitness coach, so much deeper than than a fitness coach. Like I don't even have words for that. I don't have a label. I don't know what I do except for I love people. I love making people happy. I love my own happiness. There's nothing in me that would risk to take away my happiness, which is why I just don't have an interest really to have anyone in my life who is going to have me try to fit in. So if you ever see me dress up in high heels again, you know it's going to be fake. You bet I'm not going to like it. And the good thing is I'm so honest. <laughs> I've done it on purpose. I do it so I cannot be two-faced because I'm going to call out my own bullshit. Like, Pauline, what the heck are you doing there? Why do you have to have an outfit to look like that? Really? You're going to dress up like that in 2024? Just strip instead. Just strip down. Take the physique photos. You know, with all the scars and the, the shitty skin that is not blurred out. And yeah, so you have a saggy butt. Show the whole world. They need to see it. The much I can love my body while everyone says, Oh my God, put something on. You look like you're 75 years old. Yeah, and if I was 75, I would be so proud that I have an even saggier body by then. Because I love my body no matter what. Because I know I'm not going to be a shit face. So for me, my self-love isn't fearful. That makes me think that if I love myself, I'm going to let myself go. That's a fear a lot of men have. That you believe that if you love yourself, you're going to be less tough. And that is scary for you. Because if you're not tough, you think you're not going to do what you need to do to be all that you want to be. But listen, you are not even doing it. So what's the problem? Exactly. I love you for being too much in love with who you are, but you don't even know it, that you keep on fighting because that's the way I want you to be. Because that's the only way to find your own happiness and stay happy.